You're listening to The Bob and Bo Show. Here are your hosts, Ty Bob, Ty Bo, and Sean. Welcome back to the show, everyone. I am Ty Bob, joined by Ty Bo and Sean, coming at you on Thanksgiving. If you're driving around, uh, headed to eat some turkey, enjoy some time with family and friends, we hope you have the best of day, and we hope you wore the correct pants. It's, it's never, there's nothing worse than wearing Nothing with buttons. Pants. Nothing with buttons and zippers, all elastic. 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 Wear your stretchy pants, put on a comfy t-shirt. Nobody cares what you look like, how you dress. You're going to be drinking, eating, and watching ball. And we hope you have a Just go in your underwear. I'd be fine with that. Done that a few years. Well, folks, we are coming back at week 12 the Kansas City Chiefs will play the Los Angeles Rams at home at 325. And we have got some news about this week's game so far. To start us off uh, from Adam Schefter, the Chiefs have placed running back Clyde Edwards-Alaire on injured reserve due to that high ankle sprain that we were talking about on the last show. So it is something that is fairly serious. Um, we kind of notated that it might be something to watch out for, and it clearly was. He is out for a minimum of four weeks. Um, not only coming from Adam Teicher, not only will it be Clyde going on the injured reserve, but Kadarius Tony and Joe Tooney will not be working out on Wednesday as the team begins its practice week. Juju was scheduled to practice on Wednesday. I believe he did. It was a limited participation. He went through his own drills as he moves to the end of concussion protocol to be hopefully back out on the field on Sunday. So you made it sound like you were about to say that Tooney and Tooney and Tony I know we're going on the IR. So well, that's that's what uh, Adam Teicher made the uh, the tweet sound like. He said, including Clyde going on the IR, Tony and Tooney, and I was like, oh geez, they're both going on the IR. That sucks. So maybe get it together, Adam Teicher. I'm pretty sure Tooney was just rest. Um, I did not see ankle. if he was injured, but um, we'll come up on that a little bit. He did does have an a- ankle injury. If they designated um, the injury, it's to rest him for that injury. I don't think he's. I don't think he's having a problem. Problem. Um, last bit of news here before we get into the injury report, which will come here in a few more minutes. But last little bit of news. Uh, Adam Schefter had reported that the uh, Rams head coach Sean McVay had ruled out quarterback Matthew Stafford for Sunday's game versus the Chiefs due to what the team believes as a strained neck. So injuries all over the the road. You know, we're a little bit more than midway through the season. It's um, it, it's injury season for most of these teams, so we'll have to see how they stack up. Uh, and how some of these teams can get through. Uh, but so far, it looks like we're missing a key, few key players, as well as the Rams will be missing their starting quarterback. Like I said, it is, it's Thanksgiving, folks. And so that means that Tybo has a special top five for you today. You know what's coming. 
Oh, sorry. Don't mind this. This is just an ice pack wrapped around my hand. <clears throat> Guys, it had to be done. We've chatted about this. Fans listening to the show should have assumed it was coming. I'm giving you my top five Thanksgiving dishes. You know, I, I may have missed out on uh, my top five Halloween candy um, when it came to that holiday, but I am on top of it when it comes to Thanksgiving. Um, I am a full-grown adult and finally contributed to family Thanksgiving last year, uh, bringing the same dish again this year. Um, yes, I'm a full-grown adult. Um, but with all that being said, I have two honorable mentions on this list. The reason why they are honorable mentions is because from person to person, from family to family, it varies. These two dishes, these two staples of a Thanksgiving meal vary. So, the, the, I mean, the, the degree in variance is ridiculous because you can really, really mess them up and you can also really, really just knock it out of the park. These two Thanksgiving staples deserve to be on the list, but I've also had some really, really bad batches. Um, that's going to be mashed potatoes, gravy, and turkey. Now, you can put gravy on turkey. You can eat turkey by itself. You can put gravy on mashed potatoes. You can eat mashed potatoes by itself. All three individually are great. All three individually are very uh, – not necessarily hard, but I guess finicky. Like some people don't do them well. I've had very, very bad clumpy gravies. I've had dry turkey, and I've had clumpy and hard mashed potatoes. I don't want any of that. If you're making mashed potatoes wrong, you should not be even doing that ever again. You'd be surprised, man. I, I've it's even from like restaurants. You, you'd be surprised. Bad mashed potatoes, like even if they're like, I mean, if they're if they're mid, they still feel like bad bad mashed potatoes because, like you said, mashed potatoes should be able to, you should be able to do that, no problem. But those are my honorable mentions. They all three kind of go hand in hand because sometimes I'm just eating it all together in a pile on my plate. Uh, it's done. Mix your food, people. Turkey. Yeah, grow up. Mix it but, together. Uh, like a, a a moist turkey is fantastic. I most of the time, if it's done really well, I can eat it on its own. I I do like turkey. Uh, maybe a little bit of cranberry sauce. Uh, but moving into the list, number five, I got the all American apple pie. Now, this can also vary from maker to maker, but I feel like apple pie is a little bit more consistent than the taters, turkey, and gravy. If if the turkey and the mashed potatoes are bad, I usually can still look forward to a good piece of apple pie at the end of my meal. So uh, you sh- warm scoop of ice cream, it's it's like the perfect dessert for the day. Uh, it can, I mean, really and truly should be the best dessert at Thanksgiving. But thanks to my wife's mother, um, pumpkin cheesecake is my number four. Ooh. Dude, when I had her pumpkin cheesecake, 
I was like, just just set pumpkin pie outside by the door. Like, let somebody else take the the pumpkin pie off the front porch <laughs> or something because we can we can just have that. And I got my pumpkin fix. I love cheesecake. Pumpkin pie was great. It was also it was a childhood favorite of mine. But the pumpkin cheesecake just surpassed it. Just set it over the top. And my wife made another one for tomorrow. So I need that recipe, please. I'm excited. Uh, I'll talk to Shelly. I don't know if she's into giving up her recipes like that. Uh, <laughs> I'll ask. Number three, highly debatable. This is this one gets gets the fans going, uh, good or bad. Some people like it. Some people hate it. GBC, green bean casserole. Number three, the crispy onions on top. The the mushroom, the just like something about cooked and soggy green beans. Some, I mean, that texture of green bean is where they're the best. Like I can, I'll take that over a fresh, like crisp green bean any day. To Don't just, you can't leave out the French's crunchies on top too, man. That's, that's what, what I'm saying. That's that's what, I said crunchy, crunchy onions on top. That was the first thing I mentioned. I know, but that's what pulls all that in. It's the soggy green bean with the crunchy onion. Well, yeah, that's what brings it. It's in. a good, it's a great bite. It's a great bite. It, it makes you just think Thanksgiving. You look like you had something to say there, Sean. Okay. Number two, this is the dish that I made uh, last year for the first time, bringing something to family Thanksgiving. I will be making again, making it again tomorrow, bringing it over to my parents' house, but my baked mac and cheese talked about it before on this show. I shoot for a five cheese mac and cheese. And I start with a roux to make a cheese sauce. And then it's baked on top with breadcrumbs and the breadcrumbs have a ranch packet mixed in. Depending on the surface area, I may need two ranch packets because you got to have that ranch flavor there. But the, you know, toast those breadcrumbs on top, get it just a little bit golden brown. Uh, and I mean, another great bite like the green bean casserole the the toasted breadcrumbs on top with the with the cheesy mac underneath is a, is a good thanksgiving bite for I've sure been told a key to mac and cheese is using canned cheese soup it doesn't add or take away any of the flavor what it does is make sure that everything stays moist so it's gushy whether you how many no matter how many times you have to reheat it so you make sure that you put it in there. It'll form to any of the flavors that you have going on. It just makes sure that every single bite is moist, no matter what. Well, I might be going to the store after this and uh, grabbing a can of cheese soup. Although I've never, I've never heard of that before. But Campbell's baby, Campbell's cheese soup, cheese or cheddar, however they want to label it, cheddar soup. Can you guys guess what my number one is? I want, I want to know what you guys think it's going to be. No, I guess it's stuffing. I would say That's stuffing. It. It's the it's it's up there. <laughs> so was a childhood favorite of mine. I've always loved stuffing. Um it, my my family, my my grandma used to do it in like the big sheet. Um it would be like stovetop stuffing type thing, not like stuffing that's actually been inside of a turkey. Um, but it was still always my favorite. My mom started doing them in the muffin tins and you know, if she if she hears this, this is going to be the way I'm telling you, Mom. Um, it, it gets too crispy around the outside of the muffin tins, um, and it gets hard. 
not not the best. The moist stuff in the middle, like in the middle of everything, when it's baked all together, that's the best part. Um, but Shelly Pop, my my wife's mom, uh, makes a stuffing for Thanksgiving that has like Italian sausage in it, um, and just best, I mean, it, best it, kind. The little bits of that sausage are so chewy once you get it in a bite and like i don't know what else she puts into it but she it's like there's a couple of little quirky things in there that aren't very traditional or normal and it's so freaking good so good the best and i mean anytime you get authentic stuffing that's actually cooked in the turkey and pulled out and you know you maybe you 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 get some innards the the turkey heart the turkey liver alongside it that is my shit. I I eat turkey heart. I love I love the heart. If it was his own dish, it might be on the top five, but it's not. But that that's that's what my top five is. Uh, call me out. Say what you got to say. Tell me what your favorite Thanksgiving foods are. But I'm not changing mine. This man eats turkey heart and turkey liver. Yeah. If you don't do it, call him out. I want to see some engagement on that. <laughs> if you want to disrespect. GBC, I'll fight you. <laughs> that's a that's the heated one. That's the I'll that's the you. most controversial so one out there. Uh, question two questions: cranberry sauce, yes or no? Yes, <laughs> and I I'll take canned or homemade. Really, I think both are good. You can really mess up some homemade though. But I yeah, that's true. I mean. I guess it's not supposed to be that many ingredients. Like this is less than 10 ingredients to make a cranberry you sauce. You still mess it up though, man. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't use a whole lot. Like it, it, a little bit goes a long way when it comes to cranberry sauce, but it's, it's one of those things that like originally made me said, like mint and lamb. I was like, I don't know how that goes together, but cranberry and Turkey actually does yeah. work. Sean. Yes or no to cranberry sauce. Yes. So my family usually doesn't have traditional Thanksgiving meals, but we don't have cranberry sauce. So the times I do get it, I really don't have it because I'm not used to it. Tried it a few times, good every once in a while, but it's okay. It's good to go on the dinner rolls for the post for the post meal sandwich. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, (laughs) Thanksgiving version of a Monte Cristo, dude. Let's go. uh, So last year I was in Chicago. I'm going again, but uh, my brother in law. Has the the uni pizza maker? It's a wood stove pizza maker, and so he makes his own by hand, his own dough, everything. We made a leftover Thanksgiving pizza with cranberry sauce as the okay marinara. So wow. it was prime. Uh, last question here: white or dark meat? All of it. Yeah. Now, okay. Uh, for for the the post meal sandwiches, white meat. I'll probably eat the dark meat first, but I'm I don't prefer one over the other. I will eat whatever. And, a good slice of that breast, that white meat breast, that's still moist, like you can push into it, and like some of the juices are coming out. That might be my favorite bite of turkey, though. That might be it. So I I, le- I probably lean I'm I, I like save the white meat I probably lean towards white meat but I'll eat it all. I like it. Well, like I said, folks, 
Kansas City Chiefs play against the Los Angeles Rams on Sunday at 325. It is the 27th, so you don't have to worry about your team kicking off and playing on Thanksgiving. We just get to sit back and relax and watch all these other teams destroy themselves. We do have a little bit of in- – go ahead. Well, yeah, before we get to the injuries, this this game is in Arrowhead. Am I correct? Yeah. Correct. Yep. And we have somebody who is creeping up on the list of most touchdowns scored in Arrowhead. Uh, I'm hoping you'll get this up on the YouTube because it's in our chat now. But um, there was a list tweeted out earlier this week about the players um, who have the most touchdowns in Arrowhead. And there's just a couple of things I wanted to uh, – say about it number one is my favorite chief of all time priest holmes with 43 uh travis kelsey is tied with tony gonzalez right now at 41 um i have a feeling i mean not even a feeling there's no doubt in my mind travis kelsey is going to have that record at the end of this year and he could very easily have it on sunday because he's been having those three and four touchdown games and who knows what could happen? I mean, I wouldn't be surprised to see this dude pulling five touchdowns, to be completely honest. He is he is uh, the focal point of, of the passing offense. Um, but right under Travis Kelsey is a player that I don't show a whole lot of love to. Larry Johnson with 38. He is above Jamal Charles, Tyreek Hill, Marcus Allen, Christian Okoye, Dwayne Bow, Dante Hall, just some names to throw out there. So my disdain for Larry Johnson has gotten in the way of how good of a chief he actually was. And so I wanted to apologize to Larry Johnson. Um, his 38 touchdowns scored in Arrowhead um, most of the time weren't for a team with a winning record. Um but he still has his place in Chiefs history. Part of that was brought on himself. But you are right. I mean, you look at these names and it's and it's pretty wild. I mean, you can you can sit here and see Kareem Hunt. Uh he's ranked 15th with 16 touchdowns in Arrowhead, uh, which is pretty pretty wild given that he was only here for two, two and a half years. Um so it just kind of shows. Shout know, out Tony the, Richardson, who has one more touchdown than him in Arrowhead. Surprisingly, McCole Hardman has 12 touchdowns in Arrowhead. Ranked uh, tied for 20th, or excuse me, tied for 18th. Wild. Never would have never would have thought that. That's he's a got a list. handful this year, so like he's he's jumped up quite a ways probably this year. If anybody can do it, Travis can do it in just one game. I think it's definitely sure. possible. Let's get into this injury report like we were talking about, folks. We've got a little bit going on here. Starting with the Kansas City Chiefs, we already talked about uh, Joe Tooney, who has an ankle issue. He was a non-participant on Wednesday, along with Kadarius Toney, who has that hamstring injury. We had a light practice from Juan Thornhill. He was taken out early um, in the uh, previous game against the Chargers with a calf injury. Everybody else on the list, this list was a full participant on Wednesday's practice. Nick Bolton, 
with a hamstring, Chris Lamons with a concussion, Lucas Niang with his knee, Juju, uh, who's also in concussion protocol, Jalen Watson with his hand, Jarek McKinnon with his hamstring shoulder issues, and Legereus Sneed with a knee injury, knee issue. All were full practices uh, on Wednesday, so that's very good news. Um, it, it's it's not good news to have Joe Tooney out, although if it's mainly for rest, um, that makes me feel pretty confident. What about you guys? Yeah, it looks like he's turning towards playing another great uh, interior lineman that we have that is doing having a great year. So hopefully it is just that late in the year, probably about time for him. He's a little bit older than everybody else in that line as well. So, Well, let's jump over to the uh, Rams really quickly here. Uh, we've got a few um, popping up. Uh, obviously, uh, the quarterback situation, which is not good down there, but you've also got – um, the, uh, I believe it's the center, Brian Allen with a thumb injury, non-participant Tyler Higby tied in with a knee injury, non-participant, um, offensive tackle tied, uh, Nasiki, uh, ankle, uh, a Sean Robinson knee. Um, there's a few more there, uh, a couple of other offensive linemen that are having issues. There were a few light practices, uh, one from uh, Traven Howard, another from Allen Robinson. Um, it just, you know, they are not having the best of time. Let's see who else we've got here. It was a uh, uh, light practice from offensive, uh, offensive lineman, Matt Skura, and then a uh, – possible issue with backup quarterback John Walford who had that neck injury as well I believe they have already named their starting quarterback it was their third stringer who comes I believe from the XFL in previous years so um, not looking very good for the Rams who are already having issues outside of just injuries this season um I don't know. Talk to me a little bit about that, Tybo. I mean, obviously, we're not too worried about the Rams, but what a fall from grace. Yeah, it sucks to see. Um, that, but, they, I mean, they sold out for – I mean, maybe sold out isn't the right phrase, but, I mean, they they went for it. They went all in last year, and they got their ring. Um, and for teams that weren't built for the long run, like they, they added veteran pieces – um, they had a lot of guys on short deals. Uh, so, like, I mean, they really – their window wasn't that big, and they really sold out for the shot last year. So, it, it's – I feel like it's it's actually pretty common for the teams that do that uh, after their Super Bowl um, appearance or win, however it may be. Um, so, it's not too much of a surprise that's, that this is happening. Um, I think – the unfortunate part is is Matt Stafford's fall from grace and the injury hit problems that he had. Uh, he had Tommy John surgery in the offseason, right? Um, that I don't know. Would you really call it a fall from grace, though? They only had like that one good year with the Rams. That Matt Stafford was a great quarterback for the Lions. Fantastic Not quarterback. Saying he wasn't, but this is. Lions quarterback Matt Stafford right now that we're seeing not Rams Matt Stafford from last year I don't even know if we can say it's Lions Matt Stafford I know a lot of people have been comparing 
this year to his years in Detroit, but really for the most part, even in Detroit, he was he was really good. He was just surrounded by an awful supporting cast. And and to be fair, he's surrounded by an awful supporting cast right now. If we go and look at the uh I think his computer cowboy always puts out the uh, uh, statistics for the Rams right now. They have got the worst offensive line in the league this year, and it's also the worst offensive line that the Lions have had going back to uh, Jared Goff's rookie year by Rams. large, or yeah, excuse me, the Rams by large margins. Not this isn't some minuscule um, thing like. They are they are bad across all fronts, and it. I, the only reason I say a fall from grace is because they won the Super Bowl. That that is that is the peak that you can get to. Yeah. It, it's a fall from grace in that sense, as as they were up there competing, and they were for a couple of years. All right, that's yeah. Great, yeah. And, and really, the supporting cast that is is detrimental to his play was the is the offensive line because I I believe the skill position players could get it done if they had a serviceable offensive line. Um, but his his play just severely, even with all the pressure that he has to deal with, his play has dropped off severely. Um, and whether it was Tommy John surgery or not, he had some sort of surgery in the offseason, and it was, I believe, his throwing arm. Uh, so it, it's definitely affected him, and he just isn't the same Matt Stafford um, even from a year ago. It's not. It's not looking good for him. Um, could probably be on the way out the door. Um, it seems the Rams did everything to get the one ring, and you can't really blame them either. Um, if you got a shot at one ring for the next twenty years, you take the shot at the ring. Especially if you've just moved and built yourself a couple billion dollar stadium, I don't. Uh, I I can't blame them or fault them for trying to go out there and and capitalize as much as possible as quickly as possible. Well, and did they win that one in at in their home stadium too? They didn't. Yeah, so that's another reason to kind of <laughs> use what you got to get there. Well, let's jump into Sunday's game, Sean. What are some of the things that we should expect from this game, starting off with the Kansas City Chiefs? I'm gonna go ahead and say that I'm expecting this to be a blowout. Not expecting it to be that close at all, really. Uh, this is the third string quarterback for the Rams. And it's like their defense shows up and does a little bit. I don't see them scoring many points, if any at all. Nowhere near the 2018 game, huh? Nowhere near it. Maybe our score. Maybe. I think if he gets to that point, Andy's going to pull everybody out. Let the young guys try to figure something out there. I wouldn't be surprised. That would be nice to see. I would say to expect the offensive line play to be the best that we have seen yet this season. We've seen a couple really good games, uh, mainly the I think the best offensive line game that we have seen so far uh, was against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think this one is going to be, by and large, the best game we see. And that goes even as far as saying, I think Aaron Donald, I would say expect Aaron Donald to get absolutely shut down. If you are running an IDP league for fantasy and you've got Aaron Donald, you might want to find a replacement for this week. He's not going to do anything. Bold, bold statements there, guy. 
I would see if, uh, his, uh, if it pays off for him. I would also say that we should expect a pretty good game from the offensive line because for the most part, they had a really good showing last week and outside of Aaron Donald, I don't think they have the players on the edge that match what, who the chargers have. Um, so the tackles should be fine. The Creed Tooney and Trey Smith are going to have their hands full. Um, but if there's a three, man unit that can shut down Aaron Donald collectively. It's those three uh, to be, to be real. Um, I would, I would honestly say, Oh boy, expect. Oh, what do we expect? I, wh- what can I say that hasn't already been said? Um, Make a bold claim. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to say with the problems with their offensive line and having uh, a replacement quarterback in we're going to have at least three turnovers on the day. Expect we're going to win the turnover battle by 3. Uh who knows. Pat Pat's been a little loose with the ball lately, so I'm I'm all I'm calling is the defense is going to have three turnovers. More fumbles or picks? Two fumbles, one pick. You love calling the fumbles, man. Well, I mean, let's take a look at some of the stats that are coming from the Rams right now. Um, They are averaging 16.8 points per game. Um, They have 18 total touchdowns. Not good. Not good at all. They have 175 first downs through 12 weeks. Still pretty, pretty, pretty poor on the low end. Um, their third down efficiency is below 50%. They do have a high fourth down efficiency. They've gone forward 11 times and made it eight. Um, so they can convert when the yardage gets short. Uh, don't forget that they did waive uh, Daryl Henderson and now are only left with Cam Akers and a rookie in the backfield. Um, offensively, it's just not looking good for these guys. Uh, their total yards uh, of offense is uh, uh, 313 yards per game, uh, well under what we expect of this team. And I would say should be well under um, should be well under that in this game. That would be an expectation for me. Um, do we expect, while we're still on the offense, Juju Smith-Schuster to play this week? I do, yeah. Seeing that he was a full participant today for whatever he did, he's on the right track. He had last week out. I feel like he's coming right back for it. The return to practice is promising. I, I would say it's probably not a guarantee just yet, but I would expect to see him on the field. Should we expect to see Clyde Ed or not Clyde, excuse me, Sky Moore's uh, snap count continue to go up uh, given the trend that he set la- or the pace that he set last week? I think uh, a big a big thing that's going to impact that is Kadarius Tony's health. If KT is playing, it's probably not going to go up. But without Kadarius Tony, I think there's room for Sky Moore to stay involved in the offense. Um, it's just going to get more crowded when McColl comes back, so of all those guys, I think Sky Moore is the odd man out. Um, 
even with all the other names playing, Justin Watson still seems to get a high snap share. Um, so Sky Moore is usually the guy that loses out. I think even if Kadarius Tony does play, he will be on a snap count because of the hamstring injury and him having this previously. So expect Sky Moore to play a lot more, especially if we get that big lead going into the second half. What are some things that we should be expecting on the defensive side? Sacks. <laughs> more than the five that we got last week? Yeah. Uh, oh, you're shot. I mean, seven or six and a half, six and a half. Six and a half. I'm not, I'm not calling that over under six and a half. Then you under. know what? I'll, I'll make a call. Chris Jones ties or sets the new league record at home either tying it or taking it from the late, great Derek Thomas. Eight, eight sacks in one game. I'm calling it. The man deserves it. He's trying to get paid by the Chiefs. He's trying to stay here for his career and not move on. That is the one thing that will get the Chiefs to have him sit down on Monday and sign a new contract. There's hot takes, and then there's things that won't happen. <laughs> <laughs> what else? What are some other things we should be expecting? I know, Tybo, you said you said uh, three turnovers. I like to see that. I think, you know, two fumbles, one of them is going to be a strip sack probably, um, and then – some pressure that forces an interception. Uh, I think the defensive line is going to have a heyday. Um, the Rams have a lot of problems on the offensive line, and and their the, our defensive line is playing well. They're hot. Um, they're feeling really good after the last game. Um, so, and we should probably expect both Nick Bolton and Willing Gay to have over ten tackles again. <laughs> I'm expecting a defensive touchdown. Don't know who that's going to be, but it's going to be a defensive touchdown. What are some things that we should not expect from the Kansas City Chiefs this week? We should not expect our defense to give up big plays. This is a third-string quarterback. He was undrafted. Don't expect him to do too much this week. Our defense is solid enough to step up and play against a team like this, and this is the type of game that they should come alive for and prove that they are a good defense. Do not expect a slow start. Um, defense, offense, special teams, do not expect the Chiefs to fumble around and then turn it on. Expect us to come out of the gates hot and have to manage the game uh, in the second half. Over the last three games, Patrick Mahomes has thrown the ball 34, 35, and 68 times. Do not expect Patrick Mahomes or the Kansas City Chiefs to get over 31 attempts passing the ball. This game will be put away before Patrick Mahomes 
attempts, 20 passes. All right. I like that call. So uh, what are we not expecting there? For Patrick Mahomes to throw the ball. Ah, uh, I, I see. I see. What, what we usually do see not expect him. him to have 68 pass attempts. Don't expect <laughs> him to have 35. If this game is put away, like I said, if this game is put away with around 20 passes, I don't I don't think Patrick Mahomes gets gets near 30. We're just going to continue to feed Isaiah Pacheco. Maybe he gets 35 touches. Don't expect Ronald Jones to get a whole bunch of touches. Don't expect him to get any. I wouldn't say not yeah, any. Yeah. I I'd give him a few. The game's out especially, of reach. Especially Yes, especially if the game's out of reach. I would expect Rojo to come in and 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 probably tote the rock 10 12 times. Who should we be watching this week? I'm going to be watching one offensive player right now. That is Noah Gray. I loved how they had the three tight end set last week a lot. Coming up into it this week, why not get him more involved, especially if we're up big, get some of the lesser-known names out there, start catching the ball, get some more confidence with them, and build it up right before the playoffs. Now, the defensive side. What are we going to say? I was my, my player to watch on offense was going to be Jody Fortson, but now I can't say that again. Because you can. You can. We're going to be running three tight end sets again, I'm sure. On the defensive side, I'm looking at Brian Cook. Juan Thornhill is over here, limited participant with a calf injury. Don't know if he's going to play a whole lot, but look for Brian Cook to have a major impact at some point in this game. I'm only going to be watching Jody Fortson. I don't. Even when he's on the sideline, I'm just gonna. I'm gonna bring my binoculars to this game and and spy him the whole time. I'm only watching Jody Fortson because he's going to make spectacular plays when he is involved. And I, I guess uh, on defense, let's watch Justin Reed. He's a fun watch. He's a fun player to watch. He's always around the ball. It reminds me of of Honey Badger was he, when he was here in his first year. I would have to. Oh, so I'm I'm just I'm gonna disagree with you just a little bit. Uh, Honey Honey Badger, like I mean, we probably had the last year of his prime, uh, but Prime Honey Badger is one of the best safeties to play the modern game, man. Uh, Justin Reed doesn't quite fill those shoes, in my opinion. Now he's better than Tyron Matthew in this last year. I will take I will take this year's Justin Reed over last year's Tyron Matthew, no problem. Um, but we we need to keep an eye on him in this game because, like Sean saying, Thornhill's out. Justin Reed's going to have to command even more rookies on the field, get the guys in the right spots, and make sure the right coverages are being called and executed. Um, while also uh, filling gaps in the run game on the outside, like I mean, he he's always he's always crashing down on the edge to uh, 
you know, halt, halt the pursuit, you know, make the running back cut back inside, stall the running back, even if he doesn't make the tackle. Um, he's impacting the, the, the outside run game a lot. Uh, on this defense. Uh, so without Juan Thornhill, and he's he's probably going to have just a little bit more on his mind. So let's see if he steps up or, you know, falters. Offensively, I'm going to take a page out of Sean's book from last week. Give me Isaiah Pacheco. He's going to have himself another 100-yard game. He's going to definitely get himself in the end zone at least once. Um, I don't know if he catches any balls yet. That's still to be seen. I got to see it. I know he can do it. We've seen it done in practice. Um, but I'd like to see it done on the field. Defensively, let's keep our eyes on the one and only Trent McDuffie. He walks away with his first interception in this game. All right. Call your shot on Pacheco then. Pacheco has 20 carries, 125 yards, and a ton. All right, I like that. I'm a little less optimistic about that. I think he's going to finish with about 93 on 16 carries. Okay. Well, let's go here really quickly to our keys of the game. <clears throat> Starting off with my keys to the game for offense over here. We're going to have to get out and attack early. Plain and simple right there. Get out, go for it. And the big thing that we want to do for this game is rely on the run game. We're going to get out to a big lead, let the running backs carry us the rest of the way home. Defensive key of the game over here. Don't play to their level. This is a third-string quarterback. Terrible offensive line. Come out and try to shut them out. Plain and simple. So for the offense... Uh, I alluded to it earlier, but our middle three linemen, Joe Tooney, Creed Humphrey, and Trey Smith, they have to win the battle against Aaron Donald. If you minimize Aaron Donald's effect or Aaron Donald's impact on the game, you're probably going to beat that defense. Um, he's the guy that can swing the game in his favor um, when he chooses to take over a game. Um, so we need our big boys up front to minimize his impact, and we should be pretty good. For defense, um, Sean said we should not expect them to uh, give up big plays. So our key for the defense is just playing sound, mistake-free football. Do not give up those big plays. Do not blow coverages. Don't give this team any hope that they feel like they can compete with us in Arrowhead. Um, just make sure we're playing sound gap control football. Um, and, and it also goes a little bit onto Spag's plate. Don't leave rookies on an island against their number one receiver. Uh, let's just start with that. Offensively, I'm going to say it's consistency. Um, just making sure that we're consistent in the way that we're blocking, consistent in our passing, whether that's checkdowns or, you know, just making sure that we're consistently moving the ball and not getting caught in these third and long positions. Um, just consistency across the board, uh, getting everybody's job done. Defensively, aggression. Most importantly, aggression on that front. 
defensive line portion, getting in the backfield one yard deep, look for the ball and get to the ball. Um, but really just being aggressive, manhandling that banged up offensive line, the awful offensive line of the Rams and getting back there and putting some touches on some dudes. Touching dudes. Touching dudes. Dudes <laughs> touching. Well, let's get to our predictions uh, as we wrap this one up here. Uh, if you guys did follow us in our NFL show the other day, I did win last week, so that means I get to choose where I go. I am going to go last since Tybo lost. That means he is going first. Ooh. Tybo, let's get your prediction. We're actually going to drop 40 points this week. 49 all touchdowns. We're about our business this week. 49 to 10. Mm, blowout. Big blowout. We're going to go 38 to 6. Big blowout. I am going to go who 37 to 12 all field goals. God damn it. <laughs> it's gonna hit. It's gotta hit. One of these times it's gotta hit. 37. As we get later into the season, if you're not playing in a dome, it's gonna get harder and harder to hit. Well, folks, we go against uh the the Rams at home. We were hoping that this was gonna be a good one this year, and the Rams have just failed us, everyone, including their own fans. And we're sorry for that. I have one question for you about the pick'em. I know we didn't mention it, but I saw the spread earlier. You just want to go ahead and say what the spread was? I believe when I saw it earlier today, it was 14 points. I saw it somewhere else. Probably not the same site, but it's 15 and a half. 15 and a half. That's a lot uh, of points. Yeah, from a sports book that shall not be named right now, the spread is 15 and a half. Kansas City is favored. It's sad, sad day in Los Angeles for both the teams that reside there. We play at 325 as a kickoff in GEHA Field at Arrowhead Stadium. Make sure you check us back out next week on uh, Wednesday as we bring you our post-game review. We hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving. And as always, go Chiefs. Go Chiefs! Chiefs!